episode two is so what? You gonna cancel me, podcast? <laughs> you know, you know, you know, cage. Yeah. And so what I'm gonna discuss today is I'm gonna talk about wrestling and mental health and how that has affected my life over my 30 plus years of being on this rock and how it how it's important to me and how it can affect people in positive ways and productive ways. Um, so I want to start off with a bit of a story about my life and like how I got into wrestling and sports entertainment, however you want to call it. But um, go a little something like this. <clears throat> so it was 1990. I was three years old and it was a Saturday. And generally... I would watch Saturday morning cartoons from 7 to 11 in the morning. Fox Kids, W and YW. For my 80s and 90s babies, y'all know what it is. <laughs> then at noon, me and my older sister would watch WWE, then WWF Wrestling Challenge. One whole action-packed hour of wrestling. We got guys like Earthquake, the model Rick Martel, Repo Man. And, you know, other mid-card dudes like Brooklyn Brawler, Virgil, Million Dollar Man, so on and so forth. On occasion, you might get Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, a little bit later, Undertaker. You know, he made his debut in 1990, so. But uh, calling the action on broadcast, you had the greatest team ever, and Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. And you can't even, you can't, you can't forget the greatest ring announcer of of all time, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion, Howard Finkel, Finkel. And it was, it would be so electric, like sometimes me and my sister, we would like play wrestle on the bed and just like act like we would have matches on the TV. And, you know, big sis being a big sis, like she would, you know, let me win a lot of the times and just bend on the bed and go, one, two, Three and then you do the whole championship guys and well here is your winner and the new world wrestling federation champion Eli. yeah that was bad that was a bad screech but y'all get the point so but those was those were some good times you know when i was young but as i got older i watched it off and on back and forth but i always loved it and i always wanted to find a way to be a part of it somehow, you know, just for the characters, the storytelling, if you know how to do it properly, because wrestling, sports, entertainment, however you want to call it, is nothing more than uh, than, than your daytime soap opera with athletics, but on primetime TV, that's what it is, and there's nothing wrong with that, I love it, I've I've always loved it, certain things I might not like, but nothing is perfect, but, um, point of all of that was, and the point of all of this, today, what I'm going to be discussing about is how wrestling has saved a lot of people, a lot of people's lives, you know, from from fans, or if you smart, know the lingo, marks, or whatever you want, some people get offended by that term, but to, to people involved in the industry, whether it's active talent performers you see on TV, folks in the back running the business or helping the promotion go as it is. Like wrestling is 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 very underappreciated and undervalued and is often frowned upon as being something juvenile or whatever. Maybe because of the old 
cartoony wrestling that I, you know that I kind of grew up on. You had the new generation era. You had gimmicks like Doink the Clown and the Mountie and IRS and you know like he's the guy who's coming to do your taxes and and, and make sure you do your taxes and uh, uh like I said you Doink the Clown who was at first a, a clown an evil clown who liked making kids cry but then he changed and made himself babyface which is a good guy. But um, it's it saved my life in a lot of ways, and I want to discuss how it has um, affected me in my life. So it it it's so to touch on how it has helped me. Wrestling has helped me in a way where I can connect because one thing about wrestling is it is. It allows for you to have a suspension of disbelief, I believe that's the term. Well, you know it's not real, but it, it's made to be as as such, you know, and entertainment. And uh, sometimes when you have a character, if you're watching a movie, if you're watching a sitcom, you, you know, something that you really enjoy and that you connect with, sometimes you can resonate with characters, and wrestling is no different. It's no different, even though they're 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 portraying they're portraying a character. They put their best to put as much as them into that character to make it come to life. So you can, so it does feel real, even though it isn't in in the sense of that's who they are. It's real in the sense of that's what they do because one thing you don't want to use around a wrestling fan is the is the f word. And, and that word is being fake because there's nothing fake about wrestling. It's 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 choreographed and it's scripted, but there's nothing fake about it. The the bumps and bruises that these people take and the risks that they take going to put up on performances for people who come to pay to to pay to see them, there's nothing fake about it. So to 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 re, to refer to wrestling sports entertainment as fake in any regard is is quite disrespectful and as as a fan and I'm sure those who are involved in in the industry will feel the same way. Um but the point is I connect with these characters. Sometimes you have and the way how the stories is told. You know, you can have somebody I'll give you an example, a a a great example, Brock Lesnar, even if you're not a wrestling fan I'm sure you probably know the name Brock Lesnar. He was in UFC, big guy, you know, main, you know, heavyweight. Pretty much comes in, does whatever he wants, and uh, he was often portrayed as a heel on WWF. I mean WWE TV, which is a bad guy, and he always had some type of underdog challenger, somebody who was made be too small. And like, oh, well, he's not gonna beat him. You know, he's gonna smash him crushing whatever the case is and uh you got a guy like Seth Rollins excuse me and Seth Rollins pretty much had uh he was a smaller dude and he had to go climb the odds to get through the story I'm not going to really get into the story because I'm just trying to get to the point it's like David versus Goliath and Seth, if you knew, if you knew what was going on in the stories, you knew Seth was going to be Brock. But if you didn't, and you was just casually enjoying 
you know, naive to what was going on, not to naive to knowing that there's like storylines and that being choreographed in some ways. You're like, yeah, I'm going to have to be the champion. He's going to be Brock. Brock is this big bad guy, and he's 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 not he's not nice. And yeah, I want to see somebody. And then you 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 come along with those. And if you watch the story, you could understand struggles of having obstacles put in front of you by people in higher positions. And in, in in this case. Uh, heel general managers, bad guy general managers, putting Seth Rollins through matches unnecessarily for no reason, just to make it difficult. You know, for him to get to beat Brock, to get even to get to Rock to beat Brock, and then being mean and having the Brock's mouthpiece, Paul Heyman, one of the greatest mouthpieces in wrestling history or even in entertainment history, because that dude could say some. He 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 could sell you yourself, your soul back if if, if yeah he he one of those types and uh, he just made Brock bigger than what he was, you know. Even though Brock was huge anyway, you know. To, but to see Seth actually win that championship is like yeah, or 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 maybe that's not a a good example that I'm saying. Or a better one is uh, Kofi Kingston. 2019, Kofi Kingston was selected to replace this dude, Mustafa Ali, in this elimination chamber match, which is like this giant cage with four pods, and then two dudes start off, and then people come out the pods, and you're supposed to go, and it's all elimination. And um, this was supposed to be for the WWE Championship, or I believe it was to go to WrestleMania to go face the champion or something. And Kofi wasn't supposed to be in this match. He put on a crazy performance to where everybody got behind him. And this thing called Kofi Mania started. And it started everybody's getting behind Kofi. Kofi, they want to see Kofi be WWE champion. Now, mind you, in 2009, he was in a program, in a main event program with the, with Randy Orton to go to break into the main event. Something happened during the match with him and Orton. He botched the, he, he missed a spot and... Randy famously called him stupid, 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 and you know, it was famous. Down the line, 2019, pretty much Orton kept him out of the main event for about 10, 11 years. Get to this point, Kofi Mania, everybody wants to see Kofi as as, as speculation of racism amongst WWE and all types of foul, shady stuff, but what what there isn't. But as Kofi, the fans were getting behind Kofi, uh, the chairman, Mr. McMahon, the heel character, Mr. McMahon, not Vince himself, would say that Kofi wasn't worthy of being in the main event. He'd make up excuses. Oh, you got to fight 80 million people each week to prove that you're worthy of the WrestleMania main event. And Kofi was like, yo, like, you doing this because this is, this is, this is BS. But a lot of people felt like you only doing it because it's black, bro, because they never had a black WWE champion. You know, a lot of people say The Rock, but The Rock is Samoan, and some people don't even, you know, that's him, how he identifies, how he identifies, I can't speak for him, you know, but some people don't necessarily count The Rock as a black WWE champion. So, yeah, we get to, he goes through these, he he goes through this, this, this long road of, gauntlet matches just fighting folks just to prove that he could get to the main event because they're not they don't think he's worthy to get to wrestlemania 35 wrestlemania is the biggest show of the year 
and then he he has this he get he finally gets his match with Daniel Bryan, who was WWE champion at the time. And he has his match at WrestleMania, and he wins the championship. Now, mind you, everybody, everybody, this WrestleMania, WrestleMania 35 was big on so many levels because there was so much stuff going on in the world. This was, what, 2019, just before all the BS happened at the end of the year to start in the 2020. We know how that went. But uh, WrestleMania 35, you got the first WrestleMania main evented by women which you got a triple threat match with charlotte versus becky lynch versus ronda rousey for the smackdown and royal women's championship the winner takes all match first time that's ever happened in wrestlemania then you have kofi kingston versus daniel bryan in which kofi wins kofi mania is the the the, the everything goes full circle and kofi is become becomes the legit first black wwe champion or first african-american WWE. Kofi Kingston is of Ghanaian descent. So, yeah. He is full on African, African, African. You can't deny it. Nobody can't deny it. So, he finally got this championship. But everybody was happy for him. People were crying. You know, for me, it was quite emotional. Even though I've been watching WWE pretty much my whole life. It, to, I've never I've never really seen it. I've never really thought about it. I just started getting more back in tune with my self and my identity as a as a as a as a black man and it was um oh wow I'm going I'm going way off and uh accepting who I am and to to see it, it almost was about as emotional as when Obama won the presidency. That was the closest thing I could say to it. So to understand those things and be like, okay, if he could do it, and even he said afterwards in his post, in his post match interview, he did it. You know, that's what he wanted to do. He spent eleven years in the business, at least in WWE. Everybody wants to be champion. He got held down because of politics. Finally became champion, and it was like, you know, I want other kid, other children, like my children, to see that people that look like me can become champion. You know, so maybe it was a PR start from WWE or whatever the case is, but. They made Kofi champion for six months until they had this whole Big Fox deal. Anyway, that's beside the point. I went way off on this whole more wrestling tangent than I'm talking about with my mental health. But that's but as you as you can probably tell, I'm very 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 passionate about wrestling and 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 I, I love it very much. And but to go to to stick to go back to the main point because I apologize for rambling going off. How it helps how it helps me is because I feel like in my life I can relate to these characters. Every day in my life I could be a baby I could be a a a baby face hated by the fans, you know, trying to do my best to put on the best show possible so to speak. You know, because what they do is they do is a performance and every day we go out we perform in some ways, not to the extent of it being scripted, but we go out and we act and we engage and we interact with people. And you don't feel the best. You feel like the world is against you. So you feel like you're going to turn heel, which is a bad guy. Then you got the bad guy, which everybody, folks hate you. But at the same time, while they hate you or don't like you because it is a strong word, they they do like you because it's a, I guess it's a character change. Something different. So to be able to do that and engage, but also still know I'm not a wrestler or entertainer sports entertainer or whatever i can't necessarily go around and do things and engage in society the way that they may 
but I can I can resonate with those characters and these those emotions. I can I can I can I can empathize with Kofi Mania. And you know any obstacle that I'm trying to overcome or any goal that I'm trying to achieve is is my WrestleMania. And you know once I achieve that moment, that's me winning the championship. That's 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 me winning the main event of WrestleMania. You know success in some ways. Like I could give you a perfect example. I had a WrestleMania moment, if you will, yesterday, and it's funny because it's Royal Rumble week, and you got the Rumble on Saturday. Well, tomorrow. And for me, that moment was just uploading my first podcast episode. I've been talking about doing things, trying to really push myself up, put myself out there in some ways, even though I'm healing and recovering from certain things and trying to build myself to be better and 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 not act in certain ways that could be detrimental, not necessarily in a in a in a extremely negative way but to where I could just be sabotaging myself by not doing nothing if that makes sense yeah so I'm uh there was a (laughs) excuse me right so there was a there was a, a moment in which I was talking about you know how wrestling has saved many lives in the industry and out because I got to touch on that I got to make sure to touch on all my points before I do conclude this episode and because I said I, was, I said yesterday I was going to write it probably format it out better I did seeing how it's go I went off a little bit because I got a little bit too caught up in what I was you know talking about the first part of what I was talking about but um you got a a, a, a guy like John Moxie right now one of the biggest acts in wrestling. He just recently came back from an inpatient stint for alcohol abuse. He he publicly made it known. He was like, yo, I'm dealing with some stuff right now. I need to take some time. I got to go work on me. I'll be back. I'll see y'all when I get back. He just came back. Everybody's proud of him and, and glad and happy. And he talked about his demons and overcoming his demons instead of just being afraid of him, he he beat their ass, and I ain't mad at him. I'm I'm with the same I'm I'm with the same thing. You know, you can't let your demons beat you. You got to use them as motivation to be better. Because a lot of demons are people who are hating on you and just stuff that just doesn't seem to go your way. And you got to be able to overcome those things. You know what I'm saying? Use those things to your use your use your negative. Use your negative experiences and circumstances to the most positive advantage you can. I might not have worded that right, but I hope you understand what I mean. You know, you to, so for him to do that, he needed to do that. You know, there's a lot of dudes who turn to religion if they was in industry. Guys like Shawn Michaels, who was like dealing with like heavy drugs. And whatever, we end up turning to God, you know, end up turning to the church. Since they got, end up turning to the church, because that's what he did. He turned to the church, you know. Uh, guys like Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, end up going to the church. You know, Sting, another one, going to the church. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what they feel and that's what helped them to recover from their demons and their personal vices, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, but they dealt with things too. And you have some folks who dealt with some some obstacles who weren't so fortunate to make it out alive, and even dealing with some 
mental health issues or whether it be from substance abuse or trauma or whatever the case is guys like eddie guerrero who who passed away from a heart attack you know or overdose and he his his issues was documented with his abuse and we you know chris benoit the most, one of the most if not the most infamous name in wrestling history after what was said he allegedly done because i personally don't feel that he he did it i feel like it was some other stuff going on and he was framed but that's 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 just me i'm that's just how i feel about it you know there's a lot of social media interaction now with being a platform and a way to network and put your brand out there and sometimes you got a lot of negativity and toxicity towards performers just because fans think it's okay to go around and just talk down to people because they're this character that you go pay to see. They still people just like anybody else. They have feelings and emotions just like anybody else. They got a family or whatever just like you. Or they got things that they got going on there just like you that may not have nothing to do with the promotion or their character or anything to do with wrestling. So you got to be careful of the words that you choose because how you how how you say things can affect people. Even if it's not meant to be malicious, it can't. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. That's one thing that's always going to be stressed. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. You know, and you gotta. Some people who do this is just as a means to just. This is what's keeping them on a straight and narrow. You know, you got a another gentleman, Will Hobbs, who is in AEW now. You know, and uh, he's dealt with some things, and he said. You know, AEW saved his life because he had, you know, his his mom's his mom's was his mom's passed away, and you know, to have a loss like that, you don't necessarily know how you're gonna handle it, what you're gonna do. But he was granted and afforded an opportunity to use that as an out, to use that as a creative and positive outlet as a means to maybe grieve and cope. And, and, and do something productive instead of doing something destructive. That's a way that mental health can help. Mental health and wrestling can help people heal. You know, some of these stories that some of these characters create are actually some of their real-life excursions. Like, a lot of wrestlers, when they, well, well, back in the day, even now, don't have a lot of money. Or when they start, they don't have a lot of money. Some of them are living out their car. Some of them are living homeless. Back in the day, some folks used to go from couch to couch to couch just to go sleep. And these are some of these big names that's doing that now. Like, you know, rest rest is so on. I believe Owen Hart done it a few times. I think uh, Mick Foley might have mentioned he had to do it a couple times after shows. You know, so these are big names who really came from humble beginnings. You know, and... And who knows? Some some people feel like they might not make it. You know, Becky Lynch, you know, current Raw Women's Champion. At one point, she felt like she was gonna quit wrestling because things wasn't just working out. But she stuck to it. She stuck to it. Maybe she had a support system too to help her keep going with it while she was in the industry wrestling. There's that support. See, that's one thing about wrestling. As cutthroat as it is, it can be supportive at the same time. Just like social media and just like life. You know, and you, you, you have factions in wrestling the same way you have cliques, you know, or groups or whatever the case is. You have the same way how you have duos in, in, in regular life. In wrestling, you have tag teams. It's all a support system. You got to be able to trust and work together to achieve the common goal. 
whether it's in a, in a singular fashion or, uh, fashion or if you're doing it with a partner. You got to be able to have that trust. You got to be able to have that respect because in a lot of ways, even though it's, at, even, excuse me, even though it's athletic and choreographed, you're still trusting that person's life in your hands because things can go wrong in the ring too. Just the way like things can go wrong in life. So there's a lot of ways that wrestling and mental health do go hand in hand. And people just don't see it because they just, oh my God, that's, that's, that's kid stuff. You know. But it's not kid stuff. It's, it's, it's grown stuff. What's wrong with getting in touch? What's wrong with using your imagination as an adult? Because that's what all anything that we watch on TV that we don't create that somebody else does. That's all it is. They use their imagination to use something to create to, to entertain us. So what's the difference? So we got to understand that and respect that. You know? it, it's very valuable. It, it, it can teach you a lot. It could teach you a lot about discipline. It could teach you a lot about character. And character has been a strong word. It's been, a, it's been a, a word that's been used a lot in in this this episode because that's what a, a lot of humanity is based on character. Different characters, good, bad, or indifferent. We are based on characters that we have to play, I guess, or or enact. Because I don't want to say play because that makes it seem. Uh, shady and it's not really being shady when we have to go out and engage with people every day so I'm going to get ready to wrap this up I appreciate all of you for listening I hope you understand and understood the message that was um, expressed today um, if you if you are a wrestling fan you, you you already know what it is. If if you're not, I hope this gives you a different light about the industry in the best way that I could with the time that I was allotting myself to do this. I once again I appreciate you. I need y'all to do me a favor though. LSS. Alright? What's LSS? Like, share, and subscribe. If y'all could do me that one favor, I'll greatly appreciate it. The same way I appreciate you. All of y'all have a wonderful day. It's gonna be dope. Positivity, productivity, just all around good things because who is the best? I just want to know who is the best. I, this is not going the way that I wanted to. Where is it? This is horrible because just we the best. I'm the best. You the best, we the best. Oh my God, this is horrible. This is so horrible, so horrible. Will you hurry up, please? Jeez, man. I just want y'all to understand that. This is my alarm when I wake up in the morning every day because I am, I am the best. And you gotta remember that you the best. And you know if you got if you got goals, drives and things you gotta get to, go ahead, man. You are a champion. Despite what anybody may tell you, you are a champion, and you can beat your obstacles. All right, you got this. I love you.